friends. I am so excited to be doing this. This is my first podcast episode. This is episode one. I promise this will be better than the other famous episode one. This will be, think of this as the podcast equivalent of like 30 minutes of Darth Maul fight scenes. It's going to be worth it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on this. It's the Joey Bolognone podcast. That's me, I'm Joey. And I'm so excited to officially kick this off. I have wanted to do a podcast for a long time now, and I just never knew how to go about deciding what the podcast should really be about. It was just my thoughts, and they were always jumbled, and I I needed a way to just get them out somehow. And when 2020 hit, my whole world turned upside down. It didn't turn upside down because of COVID, though, which is probably what you're thinking. That's not really what did it for me. See, 2020 was the year that I just became really intrigued with the history of theology in America and the development of religion in America. American theology is loaded with gnarled and twisted beliefs that have developed over time, and they never really went away. All those beliefs really did was take new shape and form over the last couple centuries, and it's what has led us to this interesting really crazy, dynamic, um, sometimes angry, sometimes divisive, quasi-perfectionist culture that we see today. And the biggest thing that sticks out to me is not that our country is this wild, messy hybrid of religion and philosophy. No, the thing that sticks out to me is that Christianity, religion, and in many cases, American churches, they oftentimes are somehow... At the center, they're the nucleus of a lot of this self-divinizing, self-obsessed culture. And this is because American religious beliefs almost always develop as a reaction to some change in the culture. And I've just been on a journey to figure out why some of this is and what the history is behind it over the last year. And it's time for me to take you guys along with me and see what we get out of this journey. So without further ado, let's get this started. what I'm going to do in this episode is set up this entire podcast for you. What is the podcast going to be about? What topics am I going to cover? And ultimately, why, right? So why this podcast? Theology podcasts exist already. And some really good ones are out there too. But I mostly want to just go through the history of Christianity, like post-Jesus, and look at where certain things started, and then how we got here. So if you're like me, if you enjoy history on any level, really, I think you're really going to like this podcast. If you're also like me, in that you're a Christian and you've wondered, why do Christians do this particular thing? Why do these types of Christians read the Bible that way, right? Or if you've ever asked uh, questions... um, like that, you're going to like this podcast. Some of you attend churches now, and your church, maybe they only participate in communion, the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, whatever your church calls it. Maybe you only do that once a month. Maybe you do it even less. Maybe you do it twice a year. Maybe your church never publicly has communion. 
Uh, why? Maybe you do it every Sunday. There's a reason for that. Some of you attend a church where you read the Bible not as a book of any historical significance. You just read it as a book of values. It's a value system. Some of you believe the total opposite of that, and you read the Bible with a very literal lens. Some of you believe that in order to be a sound Christian, you have to believe that Jesus is going to rapture the church before a great tribulation, and then there will be this literal thousand-year reign on earth. And you should be asking yourself, well, why do I think that? Why do we think that this particular thing is true? The fact of the matter is culture has shaped our biblical understanding way more than we often give it credit for. And all of our perspectives on how the Bible applies to current situations, it's affected by a series of historical perspectives that were shared before you and I got here, right? Anytime there are major changes in worldly culture, the church reacts to it. Sometimes this reaction is good, and sometimes it is bad. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask some very difficult and dangerous questions. Okay, here's an example. When revivals happened, in America specifically, did they happen because the gospel that was being preached during those revivals wasn't really biblical and true enough? Is that why it was appealing and enticing to the crowd of its day? that people flocked to an idea dressed in Jesus rather than flocking to the real King Jesus. So you might be getting offended already. I hope I'm not triggering people. But we have to actually look at what happened, what was preached, why it was being preached the way it was being preached. These are important questions that affect the way we run church today, that affect the way we have religious systems today. Um, we've got to talk about premillennialism and dispensationalism. This is a big one for today. It plays so heavily into politics and trying to predict world events. If you don't know what these terms mean, premillennialism is this idea that I just talked about earlier. So it's the idea that Jesus is going to come back and take the church away before there will be this time of a thousand years after God's judgment gets poured out on the earth and there's going to be a literal thousand years where we rule and reign with God here on earth. Dispensationalism is the idea that there are these specific periods of time where God operates differently in history. It's really interesting, by the way, that at the same time dispensationalism began to rise to popularity in America, this was during like the 19th century mostly, that's also when Joseph Smith was getting busy producing the Book of Mormon, precisely because uh, he had a concern that the Bible did not address or refer to the new world in America enough and its history. Um, we got to talk about all of that stuff. I'm going to do an episode on that. I just know it. It's really fascinating. Um, I want to do a few episodes on the development of Roman Catholic power in the Western Roman Empire. That's loaded with important historical events. And I think very few people really understand what happened and why the Pope was able to step into this power vacuum and fill it. Um, I mean, look, when the church gets into a position where it can enforce Christian ethics, the gospel doesn't always flourish. Sometimes it actually suffers, as do many of the people under it. That's my 
perception of it at least. And I think that's really important to look at. We got to look at how the church came to so much power and what happened as a result of it. I think that the 16th and the 17th century in Europe is really strong evidence of this, by the way. The deist movement um, and the enlightenment in general was a reaction to this in some ways. Many people were sick and tired of religion being the reason behind suffering human conditions. Um, it went against reason to them. It didn't make sense to them that religion would claim this, this Christ-like attitude, but yet it was the source of a lot of suffering and pain for so many people. Um, so we got to talk about all of that stuff too. There was another huge reaction uh, during this time period where uh, people really got into natural religion. Um, there was a great uh, popular deist at the time named John Toland, and in his work, he reconfigures Jesus where Jesus is not a savior. He's this religious social reformer. Well, why? Like, why did, why did he write that way? It's because society needed reform in the first place, and the way Jesus was being preached in his time, it wasn't reforming the suffering. And I'm not saying that that makes Tolan's work accurate or healthy, by the way. I'm not, like, siding with the guy. Um, and if you don't know who he is, it doesn't matter. But it shows you why beliefs like this may have come about, right? Similar with the, the French philosopher Voltaire. If you've never read anything by him, you really should. Um, he, Candide is a book that I highly recommend because it'll give you a great backdrop for what I'm talking about right now. This, this backdrop where there was this pushback against religion and Christianity, and a lot of people just blame that on, you know, evil and, oh, this just disregard for what God was trying to do. But they saw a lot of horrible cruelty and suffering in their time, and religion always seemed to be tied to it, and it was also tied to power dynamics. And we we've, we've have to pay attention to that. There's a lot of history to unravel there and to discuss, to just give us a proper context to why some of the things happened the way they did. Again, this is going to be a history podcast. I'm not trying to just drop a bunch of opinion on you, but I want us to actually walk through some of these events together because it's important. It's going to affect the way we look at things today. Oh, by the way, to clarify, if I'm throwing a lot of terms around that you don't know, um, natural religion, that doesn't mean a religion that worships nature or that's centered on nature. Um, during that day, during that whole enlightenment era, natural religion meant like religious ideas that humans can fathom by their own reason. They don't need supernatural help or God's revelation. That's what we mean by natural religion. Anyway, okay, some of you knew I was going to do a podcast, and you have already asked me, please cover some ground on critical race theory. Here's the thing. Critical race theory is everywhere already right now, and everyone and their grandma is talking about it. And they're not really actually talking about critical race theory. They're actually just talking about how critical race theory is being used in the political arena, both in progressive circles with Marxist tones and in conservative circles with individualism and classic criticism. And look, the truth is I think most people don't actually know what critical race theory even is. And I am very hesitant to talk about it for a lot of reasons. 
first off, you really have to study strongly, like at a collegiate level, what critical race theory is. If you want to have a proper understanding of it, where you can have a really solid dialogue, um, that YouTube video about it that you watched for like 10 minutes that either defended or attacked critical race theory. Trust me when I say that did not give you enough information. And I'm not a scholar myself when it comes to critical legal theory or critical race theory. I would be, I would be happy to interview someone who is, and I would love to get some answers uh, for this podcast. And I may talk about it some, because look, I do think it's relevant. It's a huge issue today, but my larger goal in this podcast is to cover important historical events that I think sometimes get neglected. CRT is not neglected as a topic today. So we'll see. Um, I appreciate people reaching out to me and saying, hey, I want you to talk about this. Um, I've talked about it before, um, you know, and so I, you know, I understand that. But okay, others have also asked me if I would do some episodes in my podcast on the church's response to the sexual revolution that happened in the 60s. I would love to cover that. The residue of the fundamentalist movement and the, well, of course, the effects of postmodernism in America, right? Think 1960s. The um, These have a ton to do with all of that. Now, this will play into the historical discussion as of late, where Christians and the LGBTQ community kind of meet. Um, Once again, look, this is already a heavily discussed topic. Um, I don't think all of the discussions on this topic, by the way, are very healthy. I'm, some are, and I'm glad people are having discussions about this. I may do an episode here or there on sexual ethics. Um, I may talk about biblical language on sex and gender roles and such, but again, this will largely be a history podcast. So what I'd really like to do is talk about what has actually happened so far that gave rise to the LGBTQ community and what did the church do in response? Why did the church respond the way it did? And by the way, I am going to share some opinion here. Um, I think that the church has handled this not super well. Um, and I'm not saying that to be critical, just to be critical. Okay. I am a Christian, but well, okay. Let me give you an idea of why I'm saying this in the last 30, 40 years or so churches didn't simply engage in trying to help people with gender dysphoria to find answers in a safe atmosphere. They often tried to enforce a sexual ethic on people that isn't rooted in the Bible. Um, it's rooted in American family values. Now, okay, somebody listening to me right now is triggered and is thinking, Joey, what's the difference? American values are biblical values. Okay, sometimes, um, but not always. They are sometimes, they're not always. And I'll give you an example. Okay. The American value model highly elevated the idea that in order for a person to be a fully whole, well-grounded Christian, that person has to be married and have children, right? Never mind the fact that the Apostle Paul was single and didn't have kids. Never mind the fact that while some of Jesus' disciples were married, none of them put an expectation on other people born into the kingdom of God to find their identity in their fatherhood or their motherhood or their sexual desire. 
you have today some people who are same-sex attracted, and they didn't wake up one day and decide they wanted to be same-sex attracted. For many, it was not a conscious decision. And there are people who feel this way who want to serve Jesus, and they choose to do so by living a life of celibacy. And instead of engaging with that person, in the past, sometimes Christians, they made these movements where Christianity said, no, 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 if you're not sexually attracted to the opposite sex and you're not desiring children, then something is fundamentally broken in you. Because I like sex and I wanted children, so I'm fine. So we need to get you to turn out like me. Why? Okay, so let's ask this. Why is it so important for us to define ourselves based on sexual desire, orientation, or gender in the first place? I'm talking to both camps here. If gender or sex isn't a big deal, why is our self-definition such a big deal? I'm going to tell you why. It's because as a culture, we are obsessed with sex and dating. I'm talking to America. We're lying to ourselves when we downplay that significance in our culture. This is seen in both secular and Christian contexts. It looks different, but it has similar undertones. The world is obsessed with finding a partner, satisfying sexual desire, and discovering self-significance through a partner because they can't find significance any other way. Now, Christians similarly see finding a partner and satisfying sexual desire as some form of ultimate calling being reached in God's plan for them and in the ability to satisfy sexual tension in a way that is morally acceptable. But bottom line, we all overplay and overvalue the role of sex and fulfillment and self-actualization. And there are many reasons for this. I'm not at all saying sex is bad. Or that Christ, uh, I'm not I'm not saying sex is bad or that it isn't instituted by God. How about that? But guys, there's probably no sex in heaven. And Christ is the ultimate fulfillment, not sex. Prove me wrong. The answer in helping someone who is same-sex attracted serve Jesus is not by making them opposite sex attracted. That is such a worldly response to an eternal and spiritual fulfillment in Christ Anyway, look, there's a ton more I'd have to say on this to balance out this whole conversation. Um, And I didn't even want to get it that much into it. I have no self-control. I said I would not even be doing this in this episode. So whatever. I'll probably end up getting into some of the conversations on that. Why I believe what the Bible says about sexual orientation is accurate, but at the same time why I think the way we have handled it in society today is really not based in biblical values. It's based in cultural values. And there's an issue with that. Okay. Okay, let me say this too. Because you might think I'm just being really critical of Christians in church, but the fact of the matter is I believe that Jesus is the only thing that really matters in all of history for humanity. God's plan to save the world was always the church. That is plan A. That is how God decided that he would bring the world back to himself in a loving and intimate relationship. And so my goal is not to be critical of Christianity, really quite the opposite. I want us to look at the things that happened in history and have a lens of grace and an understanding that we are all affected by the times that we live in. Even the people who are in the stories in scripture in the Bible were affected by the times that they lived. And the Bible itself gives so much evidence for this. And God can use 
anything in history, God can use any person in history, whether they are following him well or whether they're doing a terrible job of listening to him and adhering to what God wants. The fact of the matter is God was always in control. And I so desperately want people not to be critical of each other as other Christians, but to just lay all of our dirty laundry out on the table and say, yes, we're human. Yes, we need the grace and the love of Jesus to understand these things and to grow closer to him and to understand that we have disagreements and differences, but they usually come from temporary, earthly, worldly things, and that we can find unity and acceptance for each other by getting around those cultural barriers and focusing more on eternal kingdom matters, things that revolve specifically around who Jesus is, and we can break so many of these other divisions down. That's what I want to see happen. That's why I want to talk about the history of Christianity in the world. Yes, I also just find it fascinating. I really do. There's a lot of fun, interesting things to learn. But on top of that, you get this broader context of where we've all come from, why we think the way we do, and why there can sometimes be this polarization in the world and in Christianity. And and if we can look at that, I hope we can learn to just love and embrace each other a little more and, and see the common denominator that all of us, our hope is only in Jesus. There's no other way to find hope. To wrap this up, um, I do want you guys to be able to ask me questions. I love, love, love questions. Questions about history, questions about theology, about biblical interpretation, about philosophy. Look, about really whatever you want to ask me. And I won't pretend I'm an expert on anything. I will give honest and heartfelt responses, though. If there's a topic you really want me to talk about in this podcast, you just need to let me know. You can shoot me an email. For now, um, email me at joeybolignon at icloud.com and uh, just ask me anything you want in that email and I'm going to address your questions in these podcast episodes. I'll probably do whole episodes where I just answer questions. Um, if you follow me on Instagram or if you have Facebook, you can also just send me a direct message and, you know, give me questions there too. I'll see them. Um, I'll, I'll put all of this info in the show notes for you guys too. So you can, if you forget any of this, you know, the podcast show notes will have this. Um, guys, really, thank you so much for checking this podcast out. I cannot wait to go down some fun conversation tunnels with you. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this and share this around. I'd love to get this out to people, um, and get more questions coming in and I will do a great job of explaining and elaborating on some of the terms I've used. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, he just used so many words. What the heck is premillennialism? He described it and I didn't get it. I'm trying to get through it real fast because I'm not going to dive deep into it now. This was a setup episode for the podcast. But, you know, I will I will give you, don't feel like you have to be somebody who's advanced in any kind of philosophy or biblical theology to be able to access this podcast. I will break all of this down. Um, I am in the process of moving into an RV full time with my family, by the way, while we travel the country and we are going to talk to people about Jesus everywhere. So you're going to get some fun, fresh perspectives from me on this podcast. Thanks to that experience as well. Um, I cannot wait. I am so stoked uh, to see what I learn from that experience, what my family and I see God doing across the country. 
And I'm sure I'm going to end up talking about that a lot in the podcast too. So look, stay tuned for updates on that and look for episode two. That's going to be coming out next um, on the Joey Bolognone podcast. I am going to kick off this show by diving into something in American history that developed in the 19th century called the New Thought Movement. Don't miss that. You are going to love it. If you've never heard of the New Thought Movement, you got to Google it real quick. But don't 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 dive too deep. I'll be your guide. Um, but look look at what it is. Uh, the New Thought movement had a huge impact on Christianity and religion in America. It had a huge impact on Pentecostal theology. It had a huge impact on business and America's obsession with money and health and wealth and all of that. Uh, tons of stuff. That's going to be really good. I might have to do a couple episodes on that because there's a lot to go over there. And I don't want to make these too long. Um, and I really don't want to chimp out on information either that is going to be really valuable. So don't miss that podcast episode. That's going to be next. Uh, until then, I will talk to you later, friends. I love you all. God bless you.